Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in New Jersey, still eight weeks in to lockdown. Joined by John, as always, who's abroad in New Zealand. What's I'm up, John? Free. I'm free of free. my house. Lockdown oh. has ended. I have driven places. I have done things. I've seen the other side. Awesome. And uh, also joined by Arlen, who's back with us, who is Hello. not abroad and still holding it down in Manhattan. Still stuck How's inside my apartment. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're not free. We're not free. Although I did, uh, I, I do uh, off go out sometimes to pick up some groceries and some uh, f- lunch pickup, like the Thai food I had for lunch today. Ooh. It was. It was good. What'd you a get? Red curry. I got red curry. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I asked for brown rice for I paid the extra dollar for it. They gave me white rice, and uh, I was already back by the time I figured Nothing that out. You can do. Just eat it. Yeah. You just eat it. But here's a, here's a little, uh, maybe, is it is it a controversial opinion? I don't know. White rice, better than brown rice. Tasting, obviously. Hmm. Is anybody going to disagree with that? Depends. On what? Depends on how it's cooked. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> a, a, good, a good brown rice is pretty good. White rice, yeah, you is, can sort of, yeah. Look, I'm talking about a good look. This this is a stupid argument because it it is a good anything is going to be better than a shitty other thing. Yeah, right? I'm with you, but you're the one that said cooked well. So I'm like, yeah, a good brown rice. I would yeah, argue on is equal footing than on a, equal grounds. I would say ground. brown rice again. I think brown rice is very hard to cook. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, brown rice, even if you use a rice cooker, brown rice is still again. It's, it takes a little more time. Takes a little more water. Brown rice is just more difficult. Yeah. Well. You call all things equal, right? Let, let's say Chipotle, brown rice versus white rice. White rice tastes better. Sure. E- equal ground. Equal. It's a texture thing. There's like a there's a different texture to the brown rice, which um, it's fine. It's just not as good. Is Chipotle Otherwise, still a thing? Is Chipotle still doing well? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's still a okay. thing. I've gotten it for lunch a few times already during this lockdown. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I I don't know how they're doing on a grand scale. You know they've they've gone through pandemics of their own with uh with various tainted meats or mm. veggies or whatever it is but mm. you know if anybody if anybody's experienced in this it's them fair enough you know okay. we should we should have seen the signs that were brought to us by chipotle and their tainted meats <laughs> am i just saying tainted meats a bunch of times so i could title this episode tainted meats probably <laughs> we'll see Sounds how it like goes it. <laughs> well, we'll see how it goes i don't really come in with a plan it's not my style uh any updates on the on your lockdown states how's uh how so give us an update on uh down and ground zero you're the man inside arlen what's going on in manhattan <laughs> you mean what, I'm are, the, what are you hearing i'm the woman inside the man inside that's the uh you're the inside man okay you're denzel washington okay <laughs> I guess Clive um, Owen was the inside man in that movie. Yes, but it was. I was going to say that, but yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, I don't know. Things feel kind of the same. Um, you know, it's still just as annoying to go outside and it's getting warmer. So it's also getting harder to breathe through a mask. So that's a degrees outside today. Yes, it's feel it feels fully like summer today. Um, but mm. luckily, the temperature is going to go back down in the next couple of days. And I'm really glad about that because it makes it more comfortable to actually walk around outside with your face covered. Um, 
yeah, like the last few times that I've tried to go out, I just feel like I'm being smothered by a blanket and it's really uncomfortable. And then you hit Greg and said, stop smothering me with this blanket. <laughs> the last couple of times that I went out for walks, he didn't even come with me. How rude. Yeah, I know. Well, there, but you don't have to wear the mask all the time unless you're surrounded by people. Like if you're. Have you if, been if to Washington Heights ever? <laughs> you're constantly surrounded by people. Oh, and they have no idea how to stay further than like one foot away from you. Forget six feet. It's like an impossible situation, basically. That's when you push them. You're not supposed to get that close. All right. You, um, you bring a stick and you poke them away. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to be we're going to have an interesting adventure tomorrow or the next day because a friend of ours who we work with at Patent Pending um, left the city uh, to go be with her family right at the beginning of the lockdown. Um, And she then realized that she has a camera in her apartment that belongs to her dad's school and they need to return it. So she mailed us her keys and we are going to be going on an adventure to her apartment, which is just an Inwood. So it's not that far away to get this camera from her abandoned apartment and uh, mail it to her in a different state. So I don't really stream. Are you going to stream this adventure? We probably should. Right. But no, I don't think so. I mean, how far Um, is the walk is that? That's like 20 minute walk. No, she lives about a 45-minute walk away from us, but I'm really nervous about going on public transportation, so I kind of would rather, yeah, like I would rather try to walk and just like take it at a leisurely pace and get there when we get there and like find this camera and then, you know, find a post office. Um, So we'll see how that goes. I mean, obviously, if we get really tired, we can always get on a bus um but yeah for some reason like getting on the train sounds crazy to me right now well 45 minute walk is not that bad no but it's like think about how little you've been using your legs in the last two months i've been going for walks i've been i've been doing like these hour-long walks to uh a dunkin donuts and back it's the only thing i could walk to with any oh, purpose okay yeah so there's some treacherous esters of a road that uh that i take to get there but i make it every time yeah so far knock on so far (laughs) yeah so far i'll keep you posted (laughs) and then you're earning that dunkin donuts right oh yeah i mean granted i i just get a unsweetened ice green tea oh wow but but you know it's like the um what is it when you talk about the hero's journey right at the end, you get the you get the elixir, right? He gets the elixir and comes back, and then that's how he saves the day. So, yeah, that's the elixir at the end. And then I realize, oh, it's that's only half my walk. I got to walk back. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you need to also, does that even last you the entire walk back? You need to get, like, no. two of them. No. I mean, I get the medium, which is still pretty big. There's a lot of ice in there. So you got to yeah, get, like, the a... extra, extra large one. No, I'm not. Oh, I'm not okay. Then I'll then I'll have well, to pee halfway. I was back. about to say, knowing Jason, he'd have to use the bathroom in the middle of this walk, yeah, yeah, which got, would be treacherous got, for him. Yeah, but I got you're my small bladder. You can pee wherever you want. That's not how it works. Okay. <laughs> although, although there are, I mean, yes, that is physically how it works, but that's not how. Uh, 
That's not how I roll. It's a lot of houses, a lot of suburbs, right? I don't want to scare any children okay. or bears for that matter. You know how it is. It's very courteous of you. Yeah, I know. I'm a nice guy. John, what's it like in New Zealand? Like I said, we're free. As of Thursday, we are at the, the level two, which means bars are open, restaurants are open. Or sorry, bars open Thursday, but restaurants are open. You can't have any groups more than 10 people. Um, but it's open. So stores are open. You can go into stuff, but they're sort of they're still queuing up and giving you distance and space. And there's limits to number of people that can be inside of places. But for the most part, New Zealand is starting to open up again. Um, wow. You've you've liberated New Zealand. Well, done. yeah, Wellington, where I live, has no active cases of COVID-19. So there is no one in the city in the surrounding area that has or is getting over the virus, as in we are virus clear in this specific area. So there is one case. We had three days with no cases and one case yesterday. So as far as New Zealand is concerned, they have eradicated COVID-19. That's impressive. Yeah. It's over. Good stuff. Sort of. Now, and then the borders closed, basically, I'm sure, except for like repatriate flights or whatever it's called. Yes. Citizens and permanent residents, which is what I am, um, you are allowed to come back in. So, yeah, there's still people trying to come home specifically because Kiwis are an international community. Obviously, when you live on an island, the first thing you want to do is get off the island when you become of age. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who were in London or even in the States who are trying to get back and have been and have been trying to get back. And so now that things are starting to open up, people are trying to come home to New Zealand to at least wait this out for a while, since New Zealand seems to be the safest, one of the safer places to sort of be outside, adventure around, spend time with family, all that good stuff. So, yeah, um, people seem to be in pretty high spirits now that things are open. Traffic is kind of back. Um, I don't go back to work until later in June just because the the logistics of getting 1,500 people back into the office is still, you know, a problem. But, yeah, again, you can go to restaurants. You can go have a meal. You can do all this stuff. So uh, it's a very interesting time because it's sort of like we're still in it. And at any moment, this can still blow up because of, you know, international flights and people coming back. But for now, it seems like we're we're back on track to be pretty much open by end of June. Well, that sounds delightful. Um, you guys are like Georgia, but a country, you know, <laughs> just open it up. Everything's good. You don't have to dress like Pikachu and bring your guns to uh, to a steak apple. <laughs> sounds great. Sounds great. I don't know. Arlen, did you see is... this picture? Oh, I don't know. I was just going to say, I don't know if the mic is picking it up, but it's seven o'clock. So there's a lot of like yelling and honking of horns and oh, banging of pots and pans outside. Um, yeah. But it should stop in the next like five minutes. Wait, it, it, wait, you just said it's seven o'clock. Does this happen every day? Seven o'clock? Every day. Wow. <laughs> yeah, this is a God, thing. That's that's when I miss New York. Stuff like yeah. that. If you didn't live in the woods, if you didn't live in the woods, you might hear that happening in New Zealand, but Yeah. Yeah. You're in so, your situation. Yeah, so it's um it's a thank you. It's a way to thank all of the essential workers. Um and it's happening all over the city. Uh I think it's nice that it's happening up here because we live right near a hospital. So I think the people who should be hearing it actually are receiving that message. I know that they say that they appreciate it, you know, wherever it is happening, but um, it's, I'm glad that there are people who it's actually relevant for nearby to hear it. Yeah, it's good. Hmm. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. I never actually heard it firsthand. I mean, I see it on the news and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool. I didn't actually think that that's what that was. Oh. I thought it was maybe uh, Greg pedaling a stationary bike, but no. uh, <laughs> I don't think you have one of those. So 
No. <laughs> and every it. day that it happens for a second, I'm like, what is that? And then I'm like, oh, it's seven o'clock. And then you never my get next- involved then? No, I, yeah, no, I don't. Oh, so you don't support the, the doctors and nurses and stuff? I absolutely do. I just don't feel like yelling out my window. Uh-huh. <laughs> Got it. So you're like a, it's more like a silent support. Your spiritually sure, support. Or I, I just, you know, stay in touch with my friends who do work in uh in hospitals and in the medical field and support shoot them, them directly. Shoot them a thumbs up emoji every every so often. <laughs> every day at seven PM. Yeah. Every day at seven o'clock I send you a thumbs up emoji. Yeah. And a and a mask protected uh face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we're doing our part. Doing our part. <laughs> Well, that's exciting. Um, my side made French toast this weekend, stepped outside the pancakes, made some French toast. Wow. Branching out. What kind of bread did you use? I use challah bread. That's the right uh, kind of bread to use. Well, I was actually, I was looking for a brioche. So I did this for Mother's Day. So I made um, pancakes on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what kind. I did, uh, Was that the churro pancakes? It might've been. Yeah. I made churro pancakes. Wait. That can't be. That felt like forever ago. Sounds right. I think I made churro pancakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So I made that. And then on, uh, yeah, that is right. Made that Saturday. And then I was like, right, it's Mother's Day. I should do something else. So I decided to make French, I decided to make French toast, but like actual French toast, like you'd get in a, get in a restaurant. Cause I, I can't get my, my, my fatty fulfillment. I need to make it myself. So and I then share that with my family that I'm with. So I got up at like, I left at eight to go look for a brioche roll or brioche bread. Couldn't find it at the first grocery store I went to, went to a Wegmans, waited on like fifth for like 10, 15 minutes to actually get inside the place. They had challah, which is basically the same thing. So I did that. Um, probably the first time I've ever made French toast. Really? Yeah. It's weird. Um, yeah, first time I made it, but I think I did a decent job. Also made it with uh, a few accoutrements as I as I would. Uh, tried to replicate my uh, favorite French toast that I've ever had, which is at a uh, which is at Green Eggs Cafe in Philadelphia. So I made a uh, vanilla sauce to put on and with the French toast, and I also made a uh, I tried to make like a stiff whipped cream to throw on the side as well. Nice and uh, yeah. I think I nailed it. It was it was a crowd pleaser. Did a pretty good job. So good. that's um that's my latest. I need something to make this weekend, and I don't know what yet. I was looking make for varieties bread. of pancake recipes. No, I need like a breakfast. I need like a sweet, fatty breakfast. Crepes. Oh. Any any crepes? Make crepes. I need the stick. You don't. I don't. Y- you don't need the stick. <laughs> How do I do it without the? St- <laughs> How do I do it without the stick? Um, I actually used to make crepes all the time. Uh, you just, you just pour in the batter and then you kind of like swirl the pan around to spread out the, you need to do it in a a pan that like is the size that you want each crepe to be basically. It's like a smaller nonstick, um, frying pan. Uh, and then you just, once you, once you pour in the batter, you just kind of um, swirl the pan around until it spreads out very thinly and it makes a nice crepe. I actually used to... Wouldn't it to... be uneven? 
Isn't it easier? It's better with the stick, though, right? I mean, look, it's probably better with the stick, but I've made a lot of crepes and I've never made any of them with the stick and they were all delicious. And I use them to make blintzes. Oh, so, okay. yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. This past I week, need I, actually, I need Nutella. Oh, yeah. If you're going to make crepes, you definitely need Nutella. Yeah, I don't have that. I need to get that. Also, yeah. uh, my grandmother hates bananas. So you did mention that be- this. That becomes problematic. Well, you can. You don't need bananas. You don't you need bananas, but I feel like I feel like a crepe needs bananas. But it does. You're gonna have sweet crepes. <laughs> yeah, I Your know it does. Wrong. <laughs> or you make, can just put cottage cheese bananas. inside of them. I can put whatever. I, what? If you if you're making blintzes, you fill them with cottage cheese. Yeah. Oh, she'd like that actually. Yeah. There you go. She's a she's a cottage cheese fan. All right. There you go. It. Look at that. You got grandma covered. All right. Cool. Problem well, we'll solved. If I do that, it'll probably be Sunday. Yeah. Um. Or I'll just make uh the Clinton Street. But I feel like I need to I need to keep the variety going. So I need to find some outlandish stuff. I saw something which was like uh, how to make pancakes, but it with just uh, banana and eggs. I make Didn't those know how all I felt the time. About that. It's just They're like really mashed good. up bananas and, and an egg, right? Well, I mean, I modified the recipe a little bit. So I do two bananas, four eggs, a third of a cup of flour, and a quarter yeah, of a teaspoon of baking powder and a quarter of a teaspoon of vanilla. Okay, let me back up. The what I said was a recipe that involved a banana and eggs, and that was it. And you said I do something, I do that too. And here's five ingredients that I used to make it. Well, the original ingredient <laughs> or the original recipe is for these banana pancakes that you make with just bananas and eggs. And you absolutely can make a pancake like thing with bananas and eggs, and it will be fine. But if you add a little flour, which for the volume of liquid that you just that I described, um, a third of a cup of flour is really not very much. Um, So what you get is similar, but better. All right. Huh. It's interesting. I've never heard of this before. Now I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah, Yeah. I make it all the time. Um, Greg really likes it, which I, the first time I made it, I wasn't sure if he would like it because he's not always on board for like the healthier version of something, but, um, this one he's into. So just show him the flour going in. Don't show him anything else. (laughs) Look, it's the cake stuff. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't know why you'd explain it to him like a, like a child, but I I find it fun that way. It's the cake powder. Look, going in the bowl. <laughs> Don't look at anything else. Here comes the airplane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the and the and the uh, fluffy powder. You know, that's the stuff that makes it nice and fluffy. Anyway, <laughs> you're like, ooh, yeah, it's good. Mm, no. <laughs> this is actually a more accurate representation of our life together than you even realize. Yeah. Seems about right. I believe it. It wasn't that, it wasn't that hard to uh, improvise that little scene. <laughs> You've spent a lot of time with us, so. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Hey, let's talk about some news. Um, I don't have a good transition, so let's just do that. Uh, we got some stories. John's not really paying attention to the news except for the AP. And at this point, he's probably checked out because coronavirus is fixed where he is. 
brag, am, kind of, yeah. um, and he doesn't care about his family who has to suffer through it every day. How dare uh, you? I'm just making an assumption that could be right, could be wrong. So <laughs> I, Arlen's got a story. I got two. So Arlen, what's yours about? And then I'll say what mine's about. And then we'll uh, okay. Um, John will choose the order. All right, my story is about cars. Cool. Mine, I got uh, one about rabbits and one about bugs. <laughs> so you got cars, rabbits, bugs. All right, let's start with rabbits, then do cars, then wait, no, let's start with bugs, then do rabbits. Oh, sorry, bugs, cars, <laughs> rabbits. Okay, bugs. Cars, rabbits, yes. perfect. Um, you've kind of opened up a trio of articles that I found to kind of walk you through what's been going on here. Um, murder hornets have now entered the U.S. and they could decimate the honeybee population. <laughs> Are you familiar with anything about murder hornets? I am slightly familiar. Okay, this is actually written last week, uh, reading from CBS News. So I'm just going to read a little bit of this, and then I'm going to go to the next thing. So I'm just going to read the first uh, couple paragraphs. A roughly two-inch-long insect known as the murder hornet has made its way to the U.S. for the first time ever, researchers say. The Asian giant hornet, Vespa mandarinia, I think I'm saying that right, has been known to kill up to 50 people a year in Japan, according to the New York Times, and has the potential to devastate U.S. bee populations, which have already been declining. Susan Kobe, bee breeder with Washington State University's Department of Entomology, told WSU Insider that the hornets are, quote, like something out of a monster cartoon with this huge yellow orange face, end quote. The hornets are usually between 1.5 to 2 inches long, have large yellow orange heads with prominent eyes and a black and yellow striped abdomen. Um, the Hornets made their way to the U.S. for the first time in December when the Washington State Department of Agriculture verified four reports of sightings. The Hornets were also spotted in two locations in British Columbia in the fall, according to WSDA. Um, so, yeah, murder hornets are coming. And just when you thought, oh, OK, well, you know, I'm not outside, so can't wait to go outside. And coronavirus finally fixed. It's like, good news. There's giant bees. Um, meanwhile, Reading from the uh, Deseret, Deseret News, I guess this is in Utah. Despite the media buzzing around the murder hornets, experts say we're focusing on the wrong winged insect. All right. Here's the thing that's actually going to kill you, I guess. Great. Uh, yeah, here we go. So uh, wait a minute. Yeah. So whether it's escalating tension between the U.S. and Iran, Australia's devastating wildlife or global pandemic, 2020 has been chock full of bleak headlines. Enter the murder hornet. <laughs> the insect has been featured in countless articles and triggered a wave of Internet humor with names like the murder hornet. That's no surprise. Officially called the Asian giant hornet or whatever I said before, the massive insect can grow up to two inches long and boast pinchers that can that can decapitate a honeybee. Jesus. Yeah, I thought it was going to say decimate honeybees, but no, it said decapitate a honeybee. The murder hornet was first reported. Yeah, we went through that. Um, where's the part that I went to in Utah? Mosquito borne diseases don't pose the same threat as they do in places that like the medicine of hydroxychloroquine. The Where's the hell's the thing about the. Oh, despite the lack of murder as, as a preface, 
Mosquitoes are the most deadly animals on the planet. <laughs> the World Health Organization estimates millions of people die each year from mosquito-transmitted diseases like West Nile virus, Zika, or malaria. In 2018, there were 228 million cases of malaria worldwide, resulting in 405,000 deaths. So I guess talking from the Utah perspective, in Utah, mosquito-borne diseases don't pose the same threat they do in places that lack access to medication like hydroxychloroquine, the anti-malaria drug that has been floated as a possible treatment for COVID-19. But it's a threat nonetheless, especially West Nile virus, the most common disease transmitted by mosquitoes in the U.S., according to Statista. Um, so yeah, if you think, uh, so here's just like a bunch of other things that are they're going to kill you. And then to round out the trio of stories to, and then we could start talking panicked over. This is reading from the Seattle times panicked over murder hornets. People are killing native bees. We desperately need Ugh, people are so stupid. Okay. People are stupid. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> people, I can't get a grip. Yes, the Asian giant hornet, now famously known as the murder hornet, is one huge, scary wasp capable of de- of decimating an entire colony of honeybees and savagely stinging and possibly killing humans who get in their way. But since last week, when it was reported that two hornets were spotted for the first time in Washington State, a national panic has led to the needless slaughter of native wasps and bees, beneficial insects whose population are already threatened, said Doug Yanega, senior museum scientist for the Department of Entomology at UC Riverside. Bees, for one, are the planet's pollinators-in-chief, pollinating approximately 75% of the fruits, nuts, and vegetables grown in the U.S., according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Um, yeah, I don't know where it says how they were killing them, but a bunch of people are killing bees now. We so, need the bees. Our, this yeah. is not like a vague or confusing thing. Like, if you, I know right. that the education system in this country is complete garbage, but like, Read Easy. one article. I. It's not her fault that the education system is trash and any teacher will tell you the same thing because it hurts them as much as it hurts the students who turn into adults who are too mentally handicapped by lack of education to understand anything and then hear a news story like this and kill more insects that we need to actually propagate all of the vegetables that we eat and then continue to live on earth. So that's where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You're right. There is a problem. There are murder hornets. This is a sign of bad marketing and bad education and bad critical thinking skills. That's ultimately why most problems are currently caused is just the critical thinking as it is and how overreactions are caused. But I thought it was just kind of funny seeing these three in a row. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like bees are bad. They're murder hornets. I mean, who the hell calls them murder hornets? I just call them giant bees. <laughs> Especially when you have a global pandemic. All right. Don Lemon, stop telling me about murder hornets. He's that's how I first found out about it. Don Lemon told me. Um, <laughs> not not in person, but you know, on his uh, on his show at night, he was talking about it. And I was like, Jesus, Don. Come on, man. Can't can't you Figure out a better name. There you go. Call them. You know, just try to say that word. If Trump got people to pronounce hydroxychloroquine correctly, which I just did, then <laughs> clearly you could just use the actual name of the things and just start calling them. What the hell are they called? The Vespa Mandarinia. You know, I could just say that. 
Just call them those things. Or call them the Asian giant hornets. Yeah, because that'll be really good for the Asian population of the United States. I think it sounds like an awesome sports team. <laughs> it's better than uh, it's better than the murder hornets. Yeah. Which is also a pretty good name of a sports team. I think yeah, it's a better I mean, name for a sports team. Yeah, people are just kind of, like you said, people are idiots because you like the honeybees are what keep our food production going, really. <laughs> so you kill off bees, you're not going to be able to grow a lot of stuff. That's just the way nature works. They help pollinate a ton of stuff that people don't even realize. So, yeah, I mean, America. (laughs) The problem is that people don't understand that. They don't understand because science is a lie and a conspiracy. Remember? (laughs) It's not real. Well, (laughs) that's the reaction, right? (laughs) Murder hornets. I got guns, too. The the images of this thing, though, are are nightmarish. Truly terrifying. Truly horrifying. I didn't look up a picture. Oh, yeah, it's pretty. I mean, they look cool, but they also look like they will murder your entire family of bees. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll decapitate them, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, I think they just got to be clear. You know, the bumblebee murdering hornets. (laughs) <laughs> just add like a little bit of a preface to that. We're not killing you. Not killing I mean, people. They're not trying to take your guns. There's no so guarantee because they kill 50 people a year. So how many murder hornets would it take to decapitate a person? Like a regular sized person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that they kill people by stinging them. I know, but I'm talking about like if they were to kill a person the way they kill a, a bumblebee. You probably need like 50 of them. Because that's least. like, then you're talking about a hundred, a hundred inch long run of murder hornets. If they're two inches, two inches big, I guess 1.5. Anyway, we can move on. They're like the size of a human thumb almost like they're yeah, huge. That's a giant. That's a giant hornet. Yeah. Two <laughs> inches. A, a two inch bug is huge. Yes. Yes. I wouldn't mess with it. But yeah, it's, it's easy, easy for shooting. <laughs> it's a big enough target try to murder me I'll murder you get that shotgun that buckshot yeah yeah. well there you I go I actually yeah. have a related um, book recommendation related to this article <laughs> I like a good um, tangent yeah a few years ago um, I read a book called The Bees by Lillane Paul And it is all from the perspective of a worker bee in a beehive. And it's based on like real research that she did about how like the social functionings inside of a beehive. And one of the big conflicts in the whole book is um, hornets do attack bees and sometimes try to like infiltrate their hive and kill them. So when I heard about the murder hornets, honestly, the first thing I thought of was that book and it's so good and like really intense and kind of feels like a cross between the hunger games and the handmaid's tale, except it's insects. Oh, so highly recommend. Sounds cool. What's it called again? The bees. Hmm. to remember the bees yeah. by Lelaine Paul. Cool. Got it. Oh, yeah. I'll okay. look forward cool. to the uh, Disney musical adaptation. of it. <laughs> I'm sure it's coming any day. Oh, I can't wait. It'll be on Disney. Is, uh, Plus. Jerry Seinfeld going to be the voice of one of the bees. Well, didn't he play a bee at one point in his, in his life? Yeah. In B movie. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So. 
but this will be different. This will be called the bees movie. Very different. <laughs> Very different. Although he could probably have a cameo. Why not? What's the deal with these murder hornets? <laughs> Save me, Arlen. Tell us about this story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. So let me just pull it up on my phone. I said it was about cars. It's a little more complex than that. It always is. Okay, this is coming just from... Until you, just wait until you hear about the rabbits. <laughs> this is coming from NBC News. Um, and here's the headline. Five-year-old boy pulled over in Utah while driving to California to buy a Lamborghini. Five-year-old? Yes. Okay. The boy said... Uh, he left his home with only $3 in his pocket after an argument with his mom because she refused to buy a sports car, the Utah Highway Patrol said. <clears throat> so let's get into the article. A five -year -old... I'm the, John, I'm sending you this link just so you can see the picture, okay. even just the thumbnail from the video. Oh. All right, great. <laughs> um, a five-year-old boy from Utah wanted his mother to buy him a Lamborghini, and since she refused, he got in her car and attempted to drive to California himself to purchase one. The child's planned multi-state journey, however, ended roughly five minutes after he took the car when a Utah Highway Patrol trooper pulled him over on the freeway Monday around noon. In a dash cam video released by the department, the, S the SUV the boy is driving is seen weaving across the freeway as cars and semi-trucks whiz past. The child pulls over to the shoulder of the road after the trooper activates his sirens. Quote, how old are you? You're five years old? The trooper is heard saying, wow, where did you learn to drive a car? That's a great first question, by the way. <laughs> The boy said he had left his home in Ogden after he got into an argument with his mother because he wanted a Lamborghini and she told him no, according to a tweet by the Highway Patrol. Quote, he decided he'd take the car and go to California to buy one himself. He might have been short on the purchase amount as he only had $3 in his wallet, unquote, the tweet read. The luxurious sports car can start as low as $200,000, depending on the model. Highway Patrol Lieutenant... Nick Street told NBC affiliate. That's a great cop name. Yeah, I was about to say, that's a great, <laughs> that's a highway, great highway patrol name. name. Yeah. Nick Street. <laughs> yeah. So patrol, Highway Patrol Lieutenant Nick Street told NBC affiliate KSL in Salt Lake City that when Trooper Rick Morgan stopped the vehicle, he thought it was going to be an impaired driver, not a child. Morgan said, because of course he was expecting a child. Um, Morgan yeah. said. It, or an impaired child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems like the most likely. Yeah. Morgan said when he approached the SUV, the little boy was sitting on the edge of the seat so he could reach the pedals. He, his head barely reached the headrest behind the steering wheel. The child only drove for about five minutes from his home to the freeway when he was stopped, KSL reported. Quote, I helped him get the car into park, shut the vehicle down, and then we started to look for means to contact his parents, the trooper said. The highway patrol was able to reach the boy's family, who said his parents were at work and had left him in the care of a sibling. Street said no one was hurt, and it's not believed that any property was damaged, but the boy's parents could still face charges. Quote, we're counting our blessings. Nobody was hurt. But that doesn't mean a high-risk situation that put a lot of people's lives in jeopardy didn't occur, unquote, he said. <clears throat> Quote, based on that, 
will talk with the county attorney and see what charges they would like filed or screened with them, and we'll do that, unquote. So that's the end of the article. Wow. That's pretty great. Now, I mean, let me just, before you, before yeah. we get into this, I should just say, Arlen sent me this article last week, and I said, I will wait until she is on again so that we can talk about this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is, I've been waiting to talk about this for a week. <laughs> yeah. And it's still hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> Every time I picture this kid trying to drive this car, I just crack up. <laughs> it's a big car, too. Like, it's an SUV. So, I mean, I, I look, I, I'm about the height of a five-year-old boy. And <laughs> try, so I can relate to him trying to race the pedals and not hitting the back seat and the, the headrest. So, you know, the, the struggle's real. Um, and this is just this is just pretty great. I mean, the kid decent control if that's his if you imagine that's his first time driving the car right decent not great you know but but like maybe like you said he, he was driving about the skill of a of an impaired driver and he uh but he did a decent job pulling over he knew what that meant and he uh and i guess he had a decent sense of direction to know how to get to that lamborghini <laughs> this kid's going places yeah i mean that's what i mean this kid i mean you got to give him credit for being five and actually putting this into action yeah. Like, you know, he, most kids are going to pout and cry about it, but he said, you know what? Fine. You don't want to do it. I'll do it myself. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, this kid's going places as long as he can stay out of trouble. Uh, <laughs> that's the first problem. He's one of those kids that's a little too smart. And normally the kids that are a little too smart are the ones that end up getting in big trouble and then their life sort of goes a different path. So they've got to put this ingenuity to use somewhere. Yeah. Uh, what do you think his plan was when he got to the, dealership <laughs> with his haggle. three dollars with his three dollar look man i came all this way help me out here. I, got <laughs> I got three <laughs> you left in this car you want to take this car too how about we do that this car and three dollars <laughs> hey it's seems a like a good deal to me <laughs> yeah absolutely why not kids kids a hustler i would have if i was the cop I'd be like all right let's let's see what you can work out if you could get this car with three dollars <laughs> you'll be you'll be let off charges. <laughs> this is pretty great. Um, a side note: I there was um, so usually I have calls like a lot of phone calls for work throughout the afternoon, and today was one of these uh, rare times that I actually had a bit of a. I was actually able to do some work, which is nice. However, um, my mom and my grandmother have told me that I have to see this show, Caught in Providence. Okay. Um, I, John, I'm sure you have no idea what this is. Arlen, nope, do you know. know what this is? No, I also have no idea. Okay, it's on at 2 o'clock on some channel, and it's basically, forget the couple's court, still amazing, by the way, uh, people's court, also good, or Judge Judy, any of these things. This is like, this is traffic ticket court. <laughs> like, there is oh. this 80-plus-year-old man sitting on the bench and people are coming up one by one. He goes through these things fast for the most part. Like no one's taking more than 10 minutes or five minutes to get this case. And it's usually like, oh, you got a speeding ticket. You got a parking violation. And this guy is just like joking around, having fun. He says, oh, yeah. He says, he's like, all right. So he, this one woman, I only, I watched for about 15 minutes today. It's the only 15 minutes of the show I've ever seen. This woman's there with her child. She's parked illegally. He's like, and you, he's like the child. He's like, why don't you come up here? He's like, come up here. You could be the, you could judge with me. He's like, so we got a problem. He's like, your mom, he's like, she's got to pay this bill. And he's like, so she could either pay 
He's like, so we, you got choices. She could either pay. She owes one hundred dollars with the fines. She owes three hundred dollars. So one option, she could pay three hundred dollars. Option two, she could pay one hundred dollars. Option three, I could cut that in half. She could pay fifty dollars. Or option four, she could pay nothing. <laughs> She's like, what do you think? You think she should pay something? And the kid's like, uh. Yeah, I think the fifty dollars. He's like, you think fifty dollars? It's like, what did you have for breakfast? She's like, <laughs> we didn't eat. We didn't eat breakfast. I didn't have breakfast. Like, you didn't have breakfast. I'll tell you what. If your mom goes and buys you breakfast, I'll say no charges. It's like, how does that sound? She's like, he's like, you wanted to pay the fifty dollars still, or you want to have breakfast? She's like, breakfast. He's like, okay, no charges. Go ahead. Oh <laughs> my god! Leave. Like this is the kind of show that it is. Next woman is like this woman who speaks no English. There's a video of her running through a red light and he's like, yeah, you ran through a red light. She can't understand any of the questions. They're just like, yeah, you're okay. You're good. <laughs> you just gotta let some go. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. This guy apparently went viral through some videos about three years ago. I did a quick uh, lookup of what he did. Yeah. The show's called caught in Providence. You mm-hmm. look it up and you'll see, and you'll see these videos of this dude and that's basically the show. And then sometimes you get these <laughs> and you got the cops or whoever it is that are next to the stand. So you see their reaction and they're joking around too. Like he was, there was one guy and he says, this guy's got an honest face. What do you think? He's got an honest face. Like looks like an honest face to me. He's like, yeah, he looks like an honest face. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm looking at this dude's now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Caught in Providence. See some weird oh. shit on the road, like <laughs> drop dropping tickets for a hundred bucks and parking violations, and and they get you got like crowd reactions as well. But these are all people who are also probably waiting to have their case heard. Um, it's fascinating. It's good because you don't get the who's the baby daddy or don't cheat your way at a healthy relationship from the from the cutlers on couples court. You know what I'm, I'm watching too much goddamn court shows. Yeah, you are. You're watching a <laughs> yeah, lot of TV. Definitely. So <laughs> you're gonna be Lunch ready man. to get a law degree after this. <laughs> well, about it's a it, typically I'm eating lunch about like yeah, twelve o'clock. That's a couple's court with the cutlers. That I I recommend that above all the others. That one is so crazy. Um. Anyway, any any more thoughts on the uh, on this five year old? No. Again, I just I just hope Hot that pursuit. there's that there's enough people in his life. And again, someone's got to go talk to that sibling because someone probably told him right. like, yeah, where was it. this kid? Yeah. 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 Who was, was looking after him? How old was him? this kid? Was yeah, was this kid like 10 or was this kid like 15 and doing something else? Like who was watching him? I don't know. Yeah. I don't also, know. it can't possibly be the first time that he's driven a car. Probably not. Yeah. No. So someone's teaching him how to drive. And like, frankly, I wish someone had taught me how to drive at five because now I'm 34 and I still can't drive. So why is there a blanket on him? What is that? Oh, those are shorts. Never mind. Yeah, those are shorts. All right. Got it. It's a big kid. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, this kid is he's, he's progressing fast. So yeah, it's big, you know. Lay off this lay off the sweets and uh, you know, try not try not to steal any more cars. That's my advice to this kid. All right. Let me tell you about this rabbit. Here's a headline I saw today. And before I read the rest of the article, I'm gonna ask you what you think this means. Reading from NBCBayArea.com. Highly contagious and deadly rabbit disease found in California for the first time. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you, what do you? What do you think? I think I know what it is. <clears throat> yeah, I have no idea. But found in California for the first time means it's been other places. So, is it? Yeah, but tu- what do you? What do you? Go ahead. Is it tularemia? I don't know. 
just I'm just <laughs> but I, here's here's the issue. Here's here's my problem with this headline because I'm going to read the rest of the article and this is just to me a bad headline. This or just the subtitle. I mean, once you get to the subtitle alone, the state fish and wildlife department says the disease is lethal to wild and deadly rabbits, but does not affect humans or domestic animals other than rabbits. This disease, nothing to do with humans. It's literally a disease that affects rabbits. It's a deadly rabbit disease. It's not like a. Okay. <laughs> is that not what you thought when I first read that headline? Well, Did you think, oh, this is a this is like swine flu? That didn't mean a flu that only infected pigs or bird flu. Yeah, it sounded scarier. Also, I'm pretty sure that tularemia, the reason that it's a problem is because you humans can get it. Uh, okay, sure. Yeah. Because well, if you eat rabbit, then you'll catch this thing as well. But for this, you're fine. Yeah, I guess. So here we go. If you're curious now about the rabbits, now that I got that out of the way, this is a quick article, relatively. A highly contagious and deadly rabbit disease has been found in California for the first time. I just said that. A vet, a veterinarian laboratory confirmed the presence of rabbit hemorrhaging. Hem, hem, here we go. Hemorrhagic? Hemorrhagic? Mm-hmm. We'll go with that. Hemorrhagic disease virus type 2 in a wild black-tailed jackrabbit that was among 10 jackrabbits found dead on a property near Palm Springs earlier this month, the department said Wednesday. The department said the disease is lethal to wild and domestic rabbits, but does not affect humans or domestic animals other than rabbits. Infected rabbits may exhibit no symptoms before suddenly dying, or they may suffer fever, swelling, internal bleeding, and liver failure. The disease has spread quickly in several other states, and experts say it could significantly impact wild rabbit populations. Quote, Unfortunately, we may also see impacts to species that depend on rabbits for food, as rabbits are a common prey species are common prey species for many predators, end quote, said Deanna Clifford, a CDFW senior wildlife veterinarian. The department said it would be useful for outdoor recreationists to report sightings of sick or dead rabbits, but be careful to not handle carcasses to minimize spread of the virus, which is described as very hardy. Hunters are urged to take precautions as well. A lot of problems with that last paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> My opinion. Uh, one, outdoor recreationalists. We can't go outside. So not really doing much of that. Um, Report sightings of sick or dead rabbits. Dead, fair, sick. Don't really know what I'm looking for. Um, Don't handle carcasses. I won't. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) And and I guess you could still hunt. Yeah. Hunting still cool. I think you can still hunt. You can still fish. And you can, I mean, you can still go out into nature you're just not supposed to do it within six feet of other people well uh just no rabbits we empathize we're with you (laughs) we're also suffering from a pandemic we know you guys are too i'm sorry and we'll uh we just got to keep distance we can't we can't touch you we can't touch you so if you see if you see a rabbit that's suffering internal bleeding i don't know how you even see that or liver failure I mean, they would probably be like limping around or like. Yeah, I was like, I don't think the rabbit's going to be hopping along all happy like they normally are. It's going to be taking a little slow. Exhibit no symptoms before suddenly dying, or they may suffer fever, swelling, internal bleeding, and liver failure. Yeah, if you see a swollen rabbit, you know. I've seen I've seen some fat rabbits, and they're fine. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good point because rabbits pretty big. Yeah, Yeah, remember Amanda's rabbit? You ever see that thing? 
Oh. First thing she said, I got a big black rabbit at home. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. That was an actual thing. Yeah. She said. Yeah, yeah. And then and then she showed me a picture and it was literally a fat black rabbit. <laughs> yeah, that rabbit was huge. Big. But but again, that was also yeah. a rabbit that was well kept, right? That was a that was a house rabbit. Yeah, it was a house rabbit. It was a house rabbit and yeah, it was overfed, you know? Yeah, so I don't know how you're supposed to spot these things, but he, he, look, people, if you're listening to this and you're outside, don't touch dead rabbits. It's probably touch good dead rabbits. anyway. I think so, yeah. Don't touch dead animals. Yeah. Unless they're well-cooked. Or sushi. In which case, they're dead. All right, you know what? Every, every rule has an asterisk, okay? Yeah. <laughs> every one of them. Sure. I think, I think, I'm pretty sure. Every rule. Um, that's it for the news. We made it. Um, that was good. Those are some good stories this week. Bonus. Got uh because we're gonna move to a little reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish. I have a story. Read it today, six hours ago, is what this is telling me. Um, reading from Business Insider, which I hate, but it's perfect. <laughs> here, here we go. Everybody's favorite character. Uh, this one's about Trump. Uh, I'm just going to read the bullet points here. I don't even think I'm going to read the rest of the article here. President Donald Trump said that former Vice President Joe Biden had, quote, no idea what's happening, end quote, and seconds later accused New York rep, uh, Representative Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez of wanting wind energy that, quote, kills all the birds, end quote. <laughs> so quoting quoting from the uh washington examiner interview that he had yesterday quote joe has absolutely no idea what's happening aoc is a disaster she wants all fossil fuel out she wants everything out she wants wind which is expensive kills all the birds you know i'm also an environmentalist but wind is a disaster <laughs> quote. wow wow <laughs> And a little bullet here. Trump's vendetta against wind turbines predates his presidency. And he's repeatedly <laughs> said they killed birds, prevent people from watching television, lower property values and cause cancer. That's your president. <laughs> That's your president. All right. I mean, and remember, it was you people in Michigan that are storming that thing with with Pikachu dressed as Pikachu with guns. <laughs> All right, that's not that's not here. All right, that's yeah. closer to home. They're your home than mine. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, this is what we're working with. This is our. I guy. will say that wind farms are not perfect, and there are a lot of environmental issues that are involved with wind energy, but it's still better than fossil fuels. So, and they're also, I don't know, presumably like, Arlen, be, Arlen, yeah. I don't want to cut you off, but this is a safe space. You know, like last week I've stuck my neck out and I, and I defended Mike Pence. If you want to stick your neck <laughs> out and defend the president, then no, that's this not is, this is I'm your doing. platform to do it. You could, you just do it full throat. Trump 2020 Mm-mm. Biden has dementia. No, just say it. Definitely not. <laughs> If anything, they both have dementia. So, <laughs> no, no, that's definitely not what I'm saying at all. There, nothing's perfect, right? Like, what is? What are the main issues with wind power besides the fact that they cause cancer? Of course, uh, they confuse. They do confuse birds and insects, um, and if they're too close to 
people's homes, they actually have caused like a lot of health problems for people because of like the, they create shadows and stuff. It's, but when you get down to it, it's like every single thing in modern life causes problems for both humans and other animals. If you look deeply enough into it. So in my opinion, when it comes to wind power, I think as long as they're put in place, like as long as the placement of things like wind turbines are chosen responsibly and with research behind them, they're fine. But they would have to work in tandem with like solar and other renewable energy sources. You can't just pick one and have it be, you know, the blanket solution for everything. So yeah, but I'm sure that AOC is probably saying that too. I'm sure she's not out here. Like let's cut down all the trees and put up wind turbines. Like anyway, but I I just, um, well, I mean, this is all fruitless when you acknowledge the facts that birds aren't real. Right. I forgot. Like yeah, once, right. <laughs> once you accept that truth, this doesn't really matter. Like kill all the birds. <laughs> They're already dead. What do you want to do? You basically want to knock out your own surveillance drones. That's fine. That's fine <laughs> with me. You're right. Absolutely. A little weird that Trump wants to save the birds. Don't you think it is pretty? If anything, this validates the fact that there are no birds. (laughs) He's just looking to keep his surveillance program alive. And he knows that because of the the fast turbines and the wind, like it's not there's not a brain behind those things. They're automated by drones and they're not smart enough to dodge these turbines, turbines, turbines. (laughs) (laughs) See, conspiracy theories are Conspiracy theories are fun. You're so right. You need to stay vigilant always. Absolutely. So, yeah, I get it. Mr. Trump, I see right through your lies. Protect the birds. Um, Yeah, this is about the dumbest thing I read all all week. (laughs) um, There were other dumb things I read and heard, but um, yeah, that wins. So, yeah, four more years. Let's go. Trump 2020. (laughs) Bam. Uh, but enough of that shit, unless anybody wants to say anything else about that. <sighs> no. No, I don't have anything else to say about that, no. Great. Let's go to media therapy. I don't have a question queued, but if you guys want to kick it off, I will find one to ask. I have lots of media therapy this week to contribute. Go for it. We'll end with a question. Maybe I'll figure out a good uh, a good one by then. Okay. So um, we got a smart TV, finally. Yes, or, you know, in the present day in terms of technology, finally. And um, so I was like poking around on it and I found this um, uh, this TV network that's called Acorn TV. That's like all British TV. And so I signed us up for it and it is just as incredible as I it's like more incredible than I could have ever hoped. I think that I've talked on the podcast about our love of soothing British television. We now have an endless supply of soothing British television to watch And we have started our journey with a show called Lords and Ladles. Have you heard of it? Lords and Ladles. Oh my God. Is this like the, this reminds me of the Max (laughs) Payne movie, fake show, Lords and Ladies. Is it like that? I don't know what that is. 
Oh, it was basically a show that played on. It was a fake TV show that played in the game, and the whole time they would basically address each other as "my lord, my lady, my lady, my lord, my lord." But there's something I must say, "my lordy." Like there can't be, "my lord." I'm sure there is, "my lady," and then they just keep going back and forth. It's fantastic. Look it up. Okay, so no, that's not it. But if you okay. had to guess what Shame. Lords and Ladles is about, and it's, it. I'll say that it's a reality show. Yep. Oh, it's probably. About I'm going to guess it's cooking for rich people. Yeah, that sounds about right. Sort of, but it's even better. <laughs> so but they always address people as Lord and Ladle. Kind no, of like no. the Max Payne thing. <clears throat> okay. So it's three chefs and they're traveling around Ireland to um, the oldest um, and biggest estates in the country that are still like, you know, functional households. Some of them have since been converted into like hotels or things like that, but they're like these giant castles with big garden grounds and they almost all of them have like a you know beautiful 19th century greenhouse that's fallen into disrepair but like still grows peaches or whatever and so they go through the history of the home they talk to whoever still manages the estate about their family and there's always some interesting historical component and then they find a menu from a real dinner that was served like a real banquet that happened at some point in the history of this um estate that they're in and they hand it off to one of the chefs to recreate for a group of guests that are coming that night and then out of the three chefs, one of them is assigned the history part. One of them is assigned like the taskmaster executive chef for the meal. And then the third person has to go forage all of the ingredients. And it'll be like, it'll be like kill and pluck a turkey, like get some lamb testicles, like get some cow Mm. eyeballs. Let's make this gelatin mold. Like it's incredible. Wow. Okay. That's an interesting concept for a show. I like Highly it. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. They got any good right. uh, pancake recipes? <laughs> Not yet, but if you want a good, you know, aspic recipe, then... A what? <laughs> I'm sorry, babe, uh, one more time. <laughs> so it's funny because this kind of thing was popular in the 1870s and 1880s and then obviously came back around in like the 1970s and it's it's like meat jello mold so aspic is like a <clears throat> it's like a meat gelatin and something that was really popular at the time was these like ornate um, jello molds so they would suspend like whole eggs and like I don't know lobster and like other things within this intricate jello mold as part of the meal oh. but it's meat jello sounds like what you see on meat like if you just kind of let the gel if you just like kind of let it sit out for a while and it becomes kind of gelatinous yeah like exactly like the jet when like when like a, oh that's gross when like a sauce <laughs> like turns into like a jelly not into it not a fan yep that's exactly what i'm talking about i don't like it we should, yeah 
and, and look, I mean, the, the UK is rough for food, man. Like their, <laughs> their entire palette of food between Ireland and Scotland and all of these places that sort of are yeah. in that region. That explains a lot. It's a little rough. Explains a lot. A rough. I mean, starting from meat jello. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's because they ran out of ideas. That's like where they started. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's, well, that's, well, that's really kind of my point. Up. It's like that's where they start, and it's just like so I know, it's go from here. Really yeah. upsetting. You think that's like a last resort? Well, have we tried the shit we just left sitting out there for four hours? No, we have not. Well, let's give it a shot. <laughs> I'm tired of good steak. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, like there's a couple of images on like this this pig head. Like, yeah, that it's interesting, but wow, mm-hmm. some interesting wow. cuisine choices over there. Um, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll play some of this. Because I found it. All right. And I know this has nothing to do with it, but I don't have a good transition. So here we go. When does it start? Oh, wait. This isn't actually it. I'm looking for this one. Oh, yeah. Here we go. This one. Gotcha. Oh, my lord, you should not speak so. But, my lady, I must. I must. My lord, no. I forbid you. This cannot be. This must not be. But why, my love? Why? My lord. It is too dreadful. Do not force me to speak the words. My lady, I beg of you, I must know. I would rather die than not know. Yes, my lord, we should both be dead, for this shame is too great for the living. My lord, I am... My lord, I am your long-lost sister. Okay, so that's like part one of like a ten-part fake telenovela they uh, wow. they have in the original Max Payne, and they have a follow-up in Max Payne two. I don't know if they did anything in Max Payne three that was not made by Remedy, and Rockstar they go weird, but not that weird. Um, so there's a little knowledge for you now. You know all about lords and ladies. Um, yeah. John, you got a got a quick media therapy. I know you got. Uh, I'm still you on go 90 Day Fiance. There's some real interesting things going on. There was a big bombshell that dropped in the latest season oh. of of a specific character. I don't want to spoil it because it was great. I was shocked by it. I was amazed. It was everything I was expecting and more. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't want to spoil it on here because if someone's maybe I'll do it next week. So if you if you're watching 90 Day Fiance and you're not caught up on the latest episode, Catch which I up. episode 12 of Catch season up. four i want to i want to talk about this next time because what happened okay. was amazing i was not expecting this it blew my mind um so yeah that's i'm, I'm still on it for some reason I've, I've gotten fully invested in this show um so i haven't had time to do much else work still been busy but yeah i'm i'm, I'm staying on top of the on my 90 day fiance reality series cool um for me been playing still playing some games i was telling uh, john before the show i've been playing more stadia it's good. Um, it works. And uh, yeah, started playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey on it and, and been playing a little bit of Destiny 2 on that. It's pretty good. And I've been playing some uh, Yakuza Kiwami 2 because I apparently have to play a Yakuza game every year. There's just something that compels me and it makes me miss Japan. Um, I found a question. So we'll end on this. Who's older? Tracy Morgan Ooh. or Paul Giamatti? That's a good one. Huh. Now you might be like, hey, how did you get there? And I just said, well, Scoob just came out. Who was in that movie? That is <laughs> would be a good question to ask. Wow, that's, that's interesting. Got. Because Tracy Morgan, he's since that accident, he's definitely aged and he's gotten a little bigger and he's got real, you know, he's got some older features in him that maybe he wouldn't have if he didn't kind of blow up the way that he did. I'm gonna guess he's younger. I'm gonna guess he's younger by about three years. All right. I'm gonna guess that he's older. 
All right. I think Tracy Morgan is older. Tracy Morgan is younger Boom. than Paul Giamatti, but Look at that. oh, but only like less than a year younger. Oh. Okay, so it's so not that much younger, but he is. No, younger. it's wild. They are very close. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Tracy Morgan was born in November, nineteen sixty-eight. Paul Giamatti, June, nineteen sixty-seven. Tracy Morgan seems to be doing well, which is good because I know that accident was pretty serious. Yeah, he's doing he great. Involved in, so he's, he's going to be doing all right, which is good. It's good to see people come back from stuff like that. Yeah. Doing real well. Yeah. Well, we have to cut the uh, cut a little short than, uh, than we would otherwise. But hey, we, we still got to least. It's supposed gotta... to be this long anyways. It's supposed to be an hour, and we tend to go an hour and 30. So oh, when you're on a roll, you're good. on a roll. You got you to gotta give the people what they want. That Fair single enough. people, what they want. <laughs> um, well, thanks for listening, Arlen. Thanks for joining us again. Sure. Um, yeah. This is it. Uh, follow us. He's abroad. Go to uh, go to the website. He's abroad.com. All the links to those social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Follow us uh, like a, da, 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 something. Rate us on iTunes. That helps. It does really. So get out there. Tell us about it. If you haven't next time, instead of uh, banging some pots and pans out the window, just yell out download. He's abroad. <laughs> it's a podcast. There's 17 episodes. And thank you for it's your a, service. <laughs> and thank you to all you people who are in the hospital who may or may not hear me. But if you need something to listen to while you're running around and you have the time, he's abroad on podcast services. Get it. Listen. Enjoy. This podcast is over.